0: The next few months are going to be tough. We can't know what will happen, but we can take back as much control as possible. Today, I'm going to share different ways to take back control in your life. I'm Katie, and I have built a business based on the love of helping other women. In the eight years I've been a mother, I've had the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. I have been so lost, but have found my way back again. And that is what now drives me forward, a passion to help other mothers do the same. So each week I will share practical and tangible advice, as well as inspiring interviews with the same aim. You are enough. It is time you started believing it. This is the Decluttering Motherhood podcast. welcome back we are on season two of the decluttering motherhood podcast it's taken me a long time to get around to doing series two we had lockdown summer holidays all the things that just seem to get in the way but i am back and i will be doing a new episode every thursday so make sure you subscribe so that you get the notifications i cannot wait to get chatting with you again Wherever you are listening, you'll have been affected by the happenings of the last six months or so. We've had to deal with food shortages, long queues at supermarkets, delays for everything, face masks, homeschool, furlough, redundancy, illness, obviously, you know, we people have lost people that they love, people have been ill themselves, working from home, missing friends, missing family, and so much more. It is a lot to deal with, but when you have that alongside the usual things that you have to deal with, housework, running the home, parenting, it's tough enough without COVID related things adding on top of that. So, you know, life has been tough. It's okay if you struggled. I struggled. We all struggled in one way or another and it's easy to downplay your stress because others might have dealt with more. Obviously there are people who have really suffered, they've lost jobs, they've lost loved ones, but don't downplay your stress and your anxiety just because others have suffered more. Your feelings are valid, you don't have to compare everyone is valid in the way that they feel. I've spoken before about stress and overwhelm and how it is all related to the feeling of not being in control. Basically, if you're not in control, suddenly everything seems to amplify and you get overwhelmed by the simplest of things, which then cause you to get more and more stressed, more and more overwhelmed and lose control. It is recoverable though, You just there are certain steps that you need to take, to take back control, lower the overwhelm, lower your stress. The last few months have been difficult because we've been told what to do. Outside influences have put pressure on us, changed our habits and taken control away from a life that we otherwise felt in control of to some degree, even you know as mothers, we don't necessarily feel in control all the time, but at least we we know what we're doing day to day, so the last few months have been really hard, and people have been left feeling lost and unable to focus and I know that personally it took me a long time to get into the swing of lockdown. Then I was in the swing of lockdown, summer holidays happened and that I found that really relaxing because homeschool had stopped and then bam, we're thrown back into routines and school runs and things and actually I found it harder going into that than I did going into lockdown in the beginning because you still have that feeling of, but what if it happens again? And all the germs I mean there are germs everywhere and you're just worrying and the constant unknown which is a lack of control if you don't know what's happening you are not in control which adds to the overwhelm adds, adds to the anxiety and it can just you know it makes you feel at a loss at a loss as what to do so I have spent the last couple of weeks. Last couple of weeks I have realised that I was spiralling, that I was withdrawing within myself. I was really struggling with this new seemingly normal routine of going to school and, and clubs starting back again, but at the same time completely aware that I'm not in control, I have to wear a face mask, I have to queue to get into shops at the moment because things are ramping up again, and knowing that a lo- another lockdown is imminent, what is that going to look like? it's all very stressful and so i knew that i was withdrawing away from my family i knew i was withdrawing away from my friends i knew i was withdrawing away from you guys i hadn't been on instagram stories i just i wasn't being present anywhere because i was completely going inside myself to I guess protect myself and I but I could recognize this I've I've recognized this pattern from before and so I've been trying over the last couple of weeks to do as much as I can to take back control and so what I want to do today is share some of the things that I've been doing that have helped to iron out the creases in my mind that have been causing me stress without even realising they were causing me stress, but I've naturally done these things and I think that they would be useful to share with you. Because a pandemic isn't something that you can just google your way out of. There isn't a handbook, there isn't a uh, blog post on, oh this is how we coped, 3 years ago this is how I've done it before this is all very new so I want to share it with you because we're living it right now and if people don't share what's helping them there isn't there isn't a previous history of of pandemic survival um you know if, when you're a mother and you're struggling with breastfeeding or you're struggling with sleepless nights you can google it you can ask people like does it ever end and you can get feedback on that this is new so I'm just going to share what has worked for me over the last couple of weeks and I am feeling much more in control and hopefully it will help you too. So the first thing that I did was I recognised that a lot of the negativity that I was feeling was through what I was absorbing through social media and so I removed a lot of people from my Instagram feed, from my Facebook feed that that triggered any negative emotions. So that could be, I was jealous of their hair, I was jealous of their clothes, I was jealous of their home, I was jealous of the fact that they seemed to be coping, or just jealous in whatever, or or they would make me angry because they were going places when they shouldn't be going places, or I don't, I don't even know, I can't even remember, but any time I would scroll and something, even the tiniest thing that would spark negativity in me, I had to either mute them if I couldn't bring myself to unfollow them, or I unfollowed them. And now my Instagram feed and my Facebook feed, although I don't really go on Facebook that much besides groups, I go in groups, but I don't look at my home feed so much. Um, But when I go through it, I'm not met with anything that brings me down. In fact, I followed more people. I sought out people that I knew would raise me up. So I, you know, positive quote accounts and things like that, that just, you know, would, I'd open it up and feel lifted. You don't want to open up an app and feel negative. That's just going to bring you down. And at the moment, there is so much anger on social media people with opinions whether you agree with them or you disagree with them it still invokes a response that makes you angry because you're agreeing with them or angry because you're disagreeing with them I don't want that in my life you know and I'm all for increasing your bubble so that you aren't just you know in an echo chamber but right now I don't even want to be in an echo chamber I just want to be in a safe place where I feel like everything's fine everything's fine, everything's fine, so I went through and I unfollowed a whole load of people, I also deleted any apps that were associated with any negative feelings, so I deleted TikTok, even though I had a a big following on TikTok, Um, there were negative things that were associated with that app that I was, was not comfortable with, so I deleted it, It made me feel better to take control of what was going into my subconscious, into my conscious. I took control of my phone. It's my device. I will look at and see things that make me feel better. I don't want anything bringing me down. The second thing I did once I'd sort of done an audit of all of my apps on my phone is I turned off notifications Notifications, those little red dots that ping up and and alert you that you've got a friend, you've got a friend. They, wherever every time you see one, you get an endorphin, and or endorphins, and that triggers a oh friend popularity, popularity. Something's happening, something's happening, and they're designed. They are designed to reel you in, and and then once you're in the app, you get suckered in, you fall down these black holes, but. I don't want to spend my days revolved around, have I got a notification? Have I got a notification? So now I've turned them all off. I have to actively choose to go into Facebook, go into my emails, go into Instagram, and then see if I've got any alerts. Half the time I just forget. I forget, so I don't look at my phone and I get on with my day-to-day. Whereas if I looked at my phone and I saw all these red notifications, I'd just, I'd go straight in because I need to clear them because it's like a untidy thing, I mustn't have any red dots. So remove those notifications, it will make a difference, you will spend less time on your phone as a result. So that was the first thing I did, was really take an audit of my social media intake, getting rid of those notifications. And once I'd done that... I was able to focus on me and my actual life, like put the phone away. What is your actual life looking like right now? And so I've spent a good few weeks looking around my home and thinking about how can I improve our surroundings because you know, during lockdown we spent a lot of time at home, and if we are going to go into a similar situation again, or even if we don't, I still want to have a nice home. Um, I need to make sure more than ever that the inside of our home is a calming space because the previous lockdown—at least it was summer—we could get out more. But in the winter, if it's pouring with rain, we're not going to want to be wandering around in fields. So I need to make sure our home is is a safe, calm happy space, and so I really thought about what do I want my home to look like, what does it look like now, and how do I get there, and a lot of it was decluttering, and I mean if you've discovered me in the first instance through YouTube, or if you've followed me a long time, you will know that I decluttered our home, um, well over the last five years, four years. The last four years I've been decluttering. I had a massive purge. I did a second massive purge. And I just now, I do live the life of constantly trying to get rid, get rid, get rid until one day we'll have nothing left. Um, so things accumulate, you know, time goes on and you're like, oh man, I'm sure I tidied out that drawer and now it's full again. So I really... It wasn't a case of necessarily decluttering behind the scenes, like in cupboards and drawers. But I just looked around and I thought, do I really need that extra table? Do I need that chair? Do I need this? Whatever, whatever it was. Like the toys, really decluttered the toys because I wanted the playroom to be a, a clearer space. I got rid of just... Um, our, our sideboard had loads of photo frames on it which was lovely and all but it's actually really cluttered and I thought no do you know what I'd rather put a plant there so I cleared it and I looked for inspiration through Instagram and Pinterest and I know you can't, you shouldn't aim for an Instagrammable home but at the same time I wasn't doing it because I want it to be Instagrammable so I can put it on Instagram or whatever and feel like, oh, look how beautiful my home is. It wasn't for that. It was more the, that actually looks really calm. I want a calm home. So I got rid of some of the photo frames. I put a plant in its place and then I discovered plants. I'm now addicted to plants and I have all of these green plants. My living room looks like a jungle but actually it's a real calming element to have nature in the home. And I've always been somebody who kills plants so I was really like, oh my god, I'm spending money on these plants and I'm probably going to murder them. But I found out that the more plants you have, it seems you can't forget to water them because they're in your face whereas if you just have a couple quite easy to forget them whereas now my plants I have so many of them it's I can't forget because they're just everywhere um so I'm really enjoying all the plants and it's just adding greenery to the home has made it much calmer and I've got rid of a lot of stuff unnecessary stuff I was ruthless and just got rid of stuff that just was not adding any value to our lives at all and just tried to make our home not minimalist because I'm not I'm not I'm not a minimalist but just filling the home with things that enhance our life I think that's that's the thing and just looking at how do I want to live my life I want to be calm how do I want my home to be I want it to be calming influence so that then I am therefore calmer how do I get there don't surround yourself with a ton of crap basically. So decluttering, I spent, you know, a good two or three weeks decluttering, making everywhere feel homely with plants and cushions and throws. Just think about what sort of homes you're drawn to on Instagram or on Pinterest and think, okay, what can I bring into my home that that would make me feel the same way about my own surroundings? Do I need to get rid of a ton of stuff? Do I need to add in a throw here or there? would it make me feel better about my home, do it, just do it. Don't do it because you want it to be photogenic for the Instagrammable situation, do it because you want it in your home. And I think in that instance, Instagram, Pinterest, great place to get inspiration. So the final thing I did after removing myself from social media a little bit, taking back control there, taking back control of the home, making sure it was clearer, a calmer space. The next thing was looking at actually, how am I? I am stressed up to the eyeballs because school has started. I'm going here, there and everywhere. I spend all my time ordinarily on social media or doing, you know, whatever, just fanning around, doing nothing in particular, wasting my days. But I feel stressed but unorganised. What can I do? I need to take control of my days. So what I did, and it's a little bit crazy. You might be like, I am not doing that, but hear me out. I made myself a timetable and it does sound a little bit crazy. Like, God, I'm not at school. I don't need to be like 10 till 11. I'm going to sit and have a coffee. You know, it does sound a little bit crazy, but... I need to be told what to do and when. If I'm left up to my own devices, I would drop the kids off at school. I'd come back. I'd scroll on Instagram for probably like an hour. Then I'd make a list of things I need to do. Then I'd be like, oh, it's time for lunch now. And then I'd be like, oh, no, it's too late to start that. So I'll just scroll Instagram. Oh, and now it's pickup time. Oh, and, and the day's gone. So I was like, right. I'm gonna write down all the things that I need to do, like putting a wash on, making sure the dishwashers done, cooking dinner, taking the children to school, all the essential things that need to be done to keep this house ticking along, all the things that need to be done in terms of my job. So recording podcast. I am doing it. it is Wednesday afternoon. It is time to record the podcast, and here I am recording the podcast. So, recording the podcast, making sure I've recorded a YouTube video, replied to comments, replied to emails, whatever it is. All the things that need to be done as per my business. Then things like clubs, making sure they're in. Like, I don't have to be present, but I need to remember that they have to be done. uh, Because we're doing them by Zoom, so it's literally a case of turning the computer on. Then it's things like exercise, going for a run. I need to remember to to put, fit that in, you know. So everything, right? I wrote it all down, and then I had to work out when could I do each thing. I need to make best use of my mornings because William is now in nursery every every single morning. So that's when I'm going to do the things that I can't particularly do when he's around so then other things can be in the afternoon when he is here, so I can do a bit of playing with him, but I can also put a load of washing on, or I can hang the washing out, or I can quickly prep dinner or whatever when he's here, so working it all out and actually allocating days for different things, it sounds really crazy, but I have been using this timetable, and I've been making such good use of my days, and your days might be, not look the same as mine it might be okay all day i'm at work so then you need a timetable for the evenings, get home, remember to read with your child, remember to cook dinner, remember to have a shower, I I mean I have wash hair on there because I have to remember that I need to wash my hair because I do the curly girl method and it takes ages I need to allocate time to do my hair. So just writing things on you, you know if you're at work all day you might be like right okay but Wednesday's the day that I hoover the house top to bottom I'm gonna just you know allocate half an hour I'm just gonna the whole house mondays will be the day i change the beds or you know whatever it is or you might be a stay-at-home mum as well but not have um a business as i do so you might have less business related things to do so you might schedule in do you know what i am going to on a wednesday afternoon i'm going to read god damn it I do the house, I look after the kids, but on a Wednesday afternoon when there's no one around, I'm going to schedule in reading time or a bath or whatever it is to remind yourself to do these basic things that you should be able to remember to do. But oh my God, our brains are overloaded. So we don't, we don't do these things. So I know it sounds really very bonkers, but having a timetable where it literally spells out for me everything I need to do has really helped me. And I know it's not really taking control of my life in the sense of owning my time, but certainly I don't feel as overwhelmed, even though when I look at the timetable I'm like, wow, I have so much to do. Because I know, okay, forget the rest of it, what do I need to do right now? then I feel in control. So I'm like, okay, I know I have six million things to do, but in this time slot, I record my podcast. So I'm not worried about what everything else is, because I know it all fits in, because I've timetabled it all in. And yeah, obviously, sometimes things will, you know, happen, which means it messes up your timetable, but that's when you just have to go, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. I actually read a thing this morning uh, saying that trying to... Have a work-life balance and juggle all the balls. You can't think of work life as one ball and home life as a second ball, and you're trying to juggle them both. You have to think of every individual thing within life, like cooking dinner, going to sports practice, going to assemblies. Not that you can go to children's assemblies anymore, or remembering show and tell, or you know that work presentation, or getting the car MOT done or whatever, you have to think of them all as individual balls. But some of the balls are made of glass and some of the balls are made of plastic. And it could be that some of the work ones are glass, some of the work ones are plastic, some of the home ones are glass, some of the home ones are plastic. And you have to accept that you cannot juggle them all. Sometimes you can, but some time you're going to drop some balls, but you need to make sure that you focus on juggling the glass ones. So a work presentation, that's a glass ball. You do not want to drop that. And if it means to juggle that glass ball of a work presentation that you forget show and tell, that's a plastic ball. It really does not matter. But turning up to your child's ballet recital is a glass ball, and if it means you don't go to Monday's after work meeting at the pub, that's a plastic ball, drop the ball, you have to go to the ballet recital. So it's focus on the glass balls and know that some of those plastic balls are going to drop, but it doesn't matter. And that really resonated with me when I read it this morning, because I thought, you know what we do, we have so much we have to juggle, some of it's critical, some of it really isn't and we'd love to be efficient and multitask and be able to juggle all the balls but we're human so we can't but my timetable makes me feel like I'm juggling all the balls and so far I haven't dropped any of the balls but that's just because I'm like four days in but it's definitely helped me to feel like I've taken back control a little bit of my time The main message I want to say to you is that these uncertain times make us feel like we have no control. We're waiting on governments to tell us what we can and we cannot do. Um, And oftentimes it's things we cannot do. But what we need to do is stop focusing on the things we can't do because it's out of our control and it just is. And we need to focus on what we can do. And what we can do is make our homes more inviting so that the long winter months where we're stuck at home don't feel so bad. We can limit who influences us, whether that's friends or family who make you feel bad about your decisions in life or work colleagues who make snide comments or whatever. Or if it's influencers on social media who, without even realising they're doing it to you, are making you feel worse about your life. Just try and limit them. I mean, friends and family, it's hard to cut them right out. I mean, you can if you want to, if you're brave enough and you can do that, cut them right out. But um, it's much easier to cut out somebody on social media that you don't know. Why are you letting somebody that you do not know in real life influence you negatively like that? We can spend our time wisely rather than walking around in a daze, which, seriously, that's what I had been doing. Now I feel like I'm back on track. I mean, Lord, I've started my podcast again, okay? This is all down to the timetable. All hail the timetable. The next few months will test us, but we can get through it. We can. And we will. Together. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this has helped you, even if it's just a case of knowing that you are not alone in feeling completely overwhelmed by this situation. But hopefully some of the tips you'll go off and be like, right, I'm turning off my notifications. I'm going to buy. All the plants to turn my house into a jungle I hope you've been able to take something from it but please just know that I am here if you need to talk to me you can always message me on Instagram pop over and follow me there what Katie Said UK, and I will always reply to my messages so come chat to me if you you know want to say yeah I related to that or you're a crazy plant lady you're insane but I'm going to join you in the plant craze whatever you need to talk about, always here. So have a good day and I will see you next week. Bye.